0: good morning. I am getting over laryngitis. <laughs> so my voice is almost all the way back and my cough is like out of this world. So sorry if I sound like a little boy.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> that sounds like some of the shit that you like hear on like
0: infomercials, like <laughs> way back when or whatever. Like, Wait, laryngitis. let me tell you about last was it last week yeah last week and the week before so the last two weeks I've just been crazy so my brother turned 40 years old so I went back home to San Diego and surprised him and my aunt flies she's a flight attendant um, a specific airline and so she put me on like her buddy pass so basically I can fly standby and so the way there was fine it's a little hectic flying standby because you never know if you're actually going to get on the flight or not but I made it on both of the flights back home to San Diego. That week was so much fun. I was, I saw my sister. I saw a couple of friends and obviously we celebrated my brother's 40th birthday and we're all vaccinated. So everything was fine. Um, and I felt comfortable flying. So I get home We celebrate. It's all good and fun, whatever. And then my flight back home was scheduled for Monday, which was Memorial Day, which was probably a bad idea. But um, that Saturday and Sunday flights, they were all booked up. So I get on my first flight. Oh, actually, when I was back home, I fractured my wrist. That's a whole other story. So that already was just not fun. So then I get to Chicago. And by the way, if you've ever flown into O'Hare, that is the worst fucking Oh my God, the worst airport you could possibly go to. Don't ever do it. It's not fun. That thing is like the size of San Diego alone. Like it, they have so many different terminals and it's, it's like, it's just overwhelming. So, um, long story short, I get to Chicago, don't make it to my connecting flight. And then the lady's like, okay, I'm going to put you on the 8 PM flight. So I'm like, okay, fine. I look at the flight, the flight is 13 hours long. So basically it ha- it's like I can't remember where the layover was, but the layover itself was like 8 hours long. And so that would have meant I would have been I wouldn't have been in Rhode Island till the next day. So my family were all like freaking not freaking out, but we're just like trying to figure out a different way. So I end up flying into Connecticut. My dad has to drive 2 hours to come and get me. So we get back the next day, I get fucking laryngitis. <laughs> So I lose my voice completely. And I'm feeling terrible. I go to urgent care, I have to get tested for COVID first, even right, even to go in. So I took the rapid test, it was negative. And then I took the PCR, which came back negative too. But yeah, so I've been living with laryngitis for the last week and like Cass and I haven't even been able to film because I was, or record because I was like, dude, I can't even talk. Like I can't even get one word out.
1: Yeah, I feel like honestly life hit both of us like pretty hard. Yeah, I was going through my finals, like stressing out, you know, but I made it. I graduated. So like that's exciting. And then just like moving to a different like lush location and kind of like going through those motions, kind of just dealing with everyday anxiety and stuff like that. So I feel like both of us have just like, needed a break almost like because there was just so much going on, you know, but I'm excited to be back into it. And I'm like, very excited about the topic that we plan to talk on because I know like, for both of us, it is something that we're super like passionate about. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of weird but I think we should just like jump right into it, dude. Yeah.
0: So pretty much there's two real, I want to say really big things. One's really big, one's like more so something that Cass and I both really enjoy watching. But one really big thing that's going on right now is kind of the conversation around immigration in the United States. And uh, Vice President Kamala Harris has kind of honestly rubbed me and a lot of other people the wrong way. And I know cast too. Um, I have two clips that I kind of want to play because it might give you guys a little bit more context of what's going on, but there was a news conference with the president of Guatemala. They had a news conference, and this is what Kamala had to say regarding people coming to the U.S. border.
2: I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Do not come. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage illegal migration. And I believe if you come to our border, you will be turned back. So let's discourage our friends, our neighbors, our family members from embarking on what is otherwise an extremely dangerous journey.
0: So that is the clip and Representative Alessandro Ocasio-Cortez tweeted um, and retweeted this news conference and said, "This is a, this is disappointing to see. First, seeking asylum at any U.S. border is a hundred percent legal method of arrival. Second, the U.S. spent decades contributing to regime change and destabilization in Latin America. We can't help set someone's house is on fire and then blame them for fleeing. And I, I mean, I, I have a lot to say." just regarding the entire thing. Cause that's the very first thing that I thought of when I saw the clip was like, wait, isn't that 100% like legal when you're seeking asylum, going to a border. That's the U S is, I I know that has been a huge issue within the last couple of years of people being stuck at the border. And you know, that's the problem with kids in cages and all of that, because the U S is supposed to be letting these people seek asylum, but for whatever reason, they're not. So I'm very disappointed in just that message alone. And I feel there's another clip that I have that I want to play later. But for some reason, like her and Joe Biden, like when the conversation comes up, I feel like their responses are always very condescending. And I don't know if that's just me being kind of like hypersensitive to people's like reactions to things. But I, I don't know. I, I really don't understand. (sighs) I don't know. I don't understand their tactics. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I I just I don't understand what they're thinking. I don't understand. I think my whole thing is like, okay, well, if that's the case, like, can we talk about what the US is doing for immigration policy? I think my whole thing, like, when I think about like, what I want to do in Congress, I always think about like, fixing, you have to fix it from the source, like from the foundation, like you need to fix the actual process of people coming to the u.s so when you say i think like it's a very condescending thing to be like there are like there are legal ways to come in but it's like okay clearly if there were legal ways that were accessible and were actually like realistic for people people wouldn't have to be illegally quote-unquote crossing the border and like risking their lives and doing things like that because clearly there's a lot more at stake than just quote-unquote coming here legally. You know? Oh yeah.
1: I mean, I don't want to get too like out of pocket, I guess, or like out of line because I do feel like a lot of the stuff like I'm not an expert on, but yeah. it's almost like are you just doing this to like play into they're just empty promises Like this like the support of you know <clears throat> what I mean? Like of people that like maybe are against like immigration, you know, like, I don't know, it just felt really like weird. And like, the tone felt super weird. And I know for me, like immigration is super important because like my mom immigrated, you know what I mean? So I know like the struggle that my mom went through when she immigrated and Kamala's both of her parents are immigrants. So it's just almost like unsettling. And I saw this like I've been seeing this um, post kind of circulating on my timeline that like talks about how Kamala's parents are like both like first generation Mm -hmm. immigrants. It was like, oh, this is why like representation won't save us. Mm -hmm. and I think you know can I celebrate that she's the first like woman vice president like absolutely can I Mm -hmm. celebrate that she's the first like woman of color like absolutely um but then sometimes you're like damn like just because you are like a person of color like doesn't automatically I guess make you agree with certain political views or like immigration like points of views I guess Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. And it just seems kind of weird.
0: No, it seems really weird. Like I think from kind of just to continue what you're saying is part of me feels like obviously during campaigns, people always say like no one can trust politicians. Like it's always been an issue. And I feel like it's very concerning that like you're kind of you are saying certain things, you're giving empty promises, so you can attract people of color and people who are affected by immigration within the United States. But then when it comes down to it and when it comes to certain things and when people are asking you questions, what bothers me the most is when politicians like strike back so hard, like they're so offended by your questions. Like, oh my, God, how dare you ask me something like that? Like, no, this is your job. People like us are the reason why you're in the position you're in. So I think uh, you, we deserve answers. And at the end of the day, the easiest thing it's not like I don't know I think the whole thing that bothers me is just like don't come don't come like okay um some people don't necessarily have a choice like if you had to choose between living and illegally crossing the border I'm sorry I would fucking choose illegally crossing the border and I could never be a border patrol agent I could never do that shit because I I don't want to incriminate myself but but I would literally turn my back and be like you have three fucking minutes to run. Like literally I'm going to turn around. I it's like, I never fucking saw you. And I've heard stories like that because there's people, people that go into border patrol who have fucking hearts, but also like, I can understand keeping out people. Like when we talk, okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm like going really off topic, but when I'm thinking of like dangerous people coming into the United States, I'm thinking of like narcos. I'm thinking of like um, al-qaeda i'm thinking of like people that are actually like a danger to united states citizens and i don't think of fucking families who are escaping fucking insane living conditions and dictatorships and stuff like that like i don't know it's so hard because there's probably well, you, so much you, more
1: can you imagine being a A mother, dude, yeah, going through that, and like, it's like, do you remember when I can't remember, um, what country they were like fleeing from, but do you remember when they were like in Tijuana? Mm -hmm. And I think, I think, oh, yeah, um, from Guatemala, Mm -hmm. I could be way wrong, I think I'm way off. I can't remember. I, I remember,
0: um, yeah, this was, like, a while, a couple and years ago, right?
1: So, like, there, yeah, and there was, like, a lot of people basically, like, shaming these mothers, like, oh, like, why would you bring your kids into, like, this dangerous situation? And it's, like, can you imagine having no fucking choice but to put your child in a situation like that in hopes that you are going to be able to cross and like things will get better for you like that's where like I just like I don't understand like how you can't you you see these images of families you hear these stories you know what I mean and it's like you're separating these families you know what I mean and it's it's just like heartbreaking dude and it's crazy that like that's what we're saying is like don't come like don't come and it's like the whole argument about taxes right like oh they don't pay taxes yes they do Mm -hmm. like you know I don't know dude it's just this really it's just always been weird to me like and I don't know it's like you know and then people are like well if you don't like America get out like no that's not what I'm saying like it's word. like yeah there needs to be like immigration reform and it does mm-hmm. need to happen and there should be like equal movement for people you know and if people are seeking asylum then like why wouldn't you want to help these families
0: yeah and and yeah. okay and maybe another thing too and again this is like a total like candid conversation but just between two friends who I, I'm we're not. Are learning? Yeah, we're learning, and we're not extremely educated on immigration policy and kind of like everything about it. But I think about just, just I don't know. I think more so like my confusion just comes a lot from why not fix it at its source? And I think my opinion on just any system within the United States is it's literally it's turned into a fucking spider web there's too many pans in the pot there's too many stakeholders there's too many people who are involved and so it comes to this point where you're like okay well like you're trying to, you're trying to fix it at a surface level by telling people quote unquote don't come but then it's like okay and then you're keeping people in cages you're keeping people stuck at the border who are wanting to seek asylum and literally are stuck and for any person who thinks like okay well that's better than them being stuck in their home country Countries where their lives are at danger every single day I honestly I, it, I think it's way past that it's not even like that this whole issue in itself needs to be fixed it needs to be fixed now and so Biden didn't he say during his campaign that he was going to be like families were going to be reunited kids were going to be reunited with their families but at this point again, it's turned into this huge spider web where you can no longer connect families. You can no longer find people. Uh, The United States, I feel like just fucking jumps the gun every fucking time. We're a very retroactive um, Mm state country. Like, I think we need to be proactive and I think we actually need to do it. And by doing that, you need to work things at the source. You need to figure out, okay, what's the issue with immigration policy? It's obviously not accessible. It's obviously not easy. And it's not even affordable for some families. So how can we fix that? How can we fix that? And how can we benefit the people in the United States? What is it going to do? It's going to create more jobs. It's going to help the economy. It's going to do all these other things. So I think just the whole thing just really frustrates me. And actually maybe let me play that uh, that second clip that I have. Mm-hmm. Or actually, so we had posted something on our Instagram yesterday. We had posted that clip that we had just played. And I just said, how do we feel about our vice president's comments? And so we got three comments. One of them says, and now we see how politicians make empty promises with zero delivery. This is so disheartening. And then someone said disappointed, but not surprised. And then someone said, "Um, I've watched and looked into repeated USA manipulation of this area for outsiders interested for decades. This rhetoric is recycled bullshit that was false then and is false now. And it's fucking true. And I really appreciate people like AOC who are willing to speak out, especially for someone who's like that visible, who is willing to speak out against our administration, because this is clearly not okay. She did the same with Israel. It's, it, I just don't understand how you're willing to invest in terrible things that are happening in Israel, but you're not willing to invest in your own immigration system. Like it, it kind of just doesn't make any sense to me, but here's the second clip that I want to play. This is an interview that she did with NBC
2: news. A button. Okay. do you have any plans to visit the border? i'm here in guatemala today i at some point you know we are going to the border we've been to the border so this whole this whole this whole thing about the border we've been to the border we've been to the border you haven't been to the border and i haven't been to europe (laughs) that's the
0: stupidest fucking thing stupidest response i've ever heard and I, i actually have like a side note question So our president or our, like presidents and vice presidents like required to have this very weird way of speaking like when they speak to you and when they're like clearly being condescending or like trying to get their point across they have like this weird thing where they look like they're holding like a pencil or a pen in their hand and then they'll like talk to you like that like they'll like very like enunciate every single word that they're saying I think it's very odd and again very condescending just the way she speaks during that interview of like clearly you're not at the border you're not actually physically seeing these things so how can you make decisions based on hearsay I guess and like you know I do want to have
1: like a little bit of empathy like because I don't speak on that level like you know what I mean where I'm speaking to like my whole audience is like America and the world you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and it's like it's I can only imagine that it's hard to do that shit, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to answer those tough questions and like that's probably just like I don't think, you know, she means to laugh or like you know what I mean? Like I'm sure like that's her being nervous and stuff like that. But at the same time it's like it's there it's our government's responsibility to make a change. Like mm-hmm. yeah, like you know, like people are here like being activists like protesting and all of that stuff but for so long all of this pressure has been on like like the population right to to change things or okay we're demanding change or oh like I bought fucking reusable packaging because I want to be sustainable you know what I mean when it's like all of these companies and like big like governments you know that aren't doing what they're supposed to do or like their promises that they make but that was kind of like a tangent I don't even know if that
0: like no no I agree and I think the thing like I understand like obviously you're in the spotlight you're probably under a lot of pressure and so I can understand like a chuckle here and there like probably isn't something to look into but I think when it does come to like serious questions and serious like topics like immigration policy um, especially when you're in a news conference and you're doing interviews I think at this point both Kamala and Biden have had probably rigorous speaking trainings and they probably you're right I like at the end of the day that's your job yeah that's your job and when I say laughing it's the laugh doesn't look like a nervous laugh like it's nervous laughs are very easy (laughs) to kind of see um it it really does more so look like a either like in my head probably what I'm thinking is going on in Kamala's head when she laughs or even Biden is like I can't believe you're asking me this I've said this a million times or like you're kind of stuck in the situation where like you don't want to lie but you also don't want to tell the truth and you're like almost defensive because you feel like how dare they ask me something like that or like I can't believe like they can't see the bigger picture but that's I think that's my whole issue with politicians is like there's the line of transparency is like very I don't know sometimes you can't really understand what they're saying and for the average person who maybe isn't into politics or maybe isn't well versed in politics or isn't well versed in immigration policy that's the president and the vice president's opportunity to sit here and tell people like hey this is what's going on and here's a very high level explanation of it instead of just sitting there laughing and saying i haven't been to europe so like why would i go to this border basically i don't know i'm trying to look at her twitter I don't know. She's probably gotten a lot of flack within the last couple of days.
1: I don't feel like she's like... Like, they're just talking about the vaccine. Like, she's just ignoring it. Mexico made important progress by passing labor reforms to advance the rights of workers, and the U.S. is su- is supporting the implementation. I met with labor leaders in Mexico to express our nation's solidarity with them, because when workers are strong, our economies are strong fucking capitalism dude <laughs> that's your answer are you fucking kidding me because when workers are strong our economies are strong because yeah. when workers are strong our economies are strong mm-hmm. wow dude wow I'm i just
2: surprised. met with
1: several women entrepreneurs in mexico no matter where you are in the world this truth remains when we lift up women we lift up communities and all of society benefits cool let me sprinkle in a little bit of feminism in there so people think i'm on board <laughs> what the fuck dude this honestly just uh, really like upsets me dude like I I cannot believe that (laughs) (laughs) Ah!
0: (laughs) yeah honestly I'm looking at her Twitter now too but honestly don't and I don't want to get sidetracked but this kind of just reminded me so Kamala's banner says happy pride month it's really bugged me all of the very like performative type shit especially on linkedin i see that shit on linkedin every fucking day of um companies changing their company logos to the pride flag and like a lot of people are talking shit about like target and walmart and like the distasteful pride merch that they come out with every year and i i mean i couldn't agree more i think it's so weird it it is very like performative in my eyes and i think it's very unfortunate that like I know every month is very significant to a different group or different people or a different holiday, which is fine. But I feel like it is kind of sad that like once June is over, LinkedIn is going to go back to normal. Facebook's going to go back to normal. Instagram's going to go back to normal. Kamala's banner on Twitter is going to change. So I don't know. It's kind of like there's just so much going on in the United States that it's like hard to keep up with everything. It's hard to like like why can't we just be supportive of the fucking lgbtq community every fucking day like i don't know it just it it does seem performative to me well like that also goes in hand
1: in hand with black history month yeah that's our chavez day like you know Mm -hmm. what i mean it's just honestly like i think the older we get the more we realize that it honestly is all performative yeah I can't so I feel like I feel like we can't talk too much because I know
0: I think that's I think <laughs> that's gonna kind get of
1: flagged or
0: like <laughs> FBI, get flagged. Fucking... But... Our FBI agents are typing really
2: hard okay right
1: but honestly and like the last thing I'll say is just as someone you know like I had mentioned who's a lot of my family has like immigrated it's just like disheartening to see and it's just sad. It's just sad. And like this whole idea of like, you know, we wanted Trump out and Kamala was not my first choice because at the end of the day, she was a cop. Mm -hmm. Like I still tried to have like positive intent and like trust that, you know, she's really for the people, but like clearly like all of this stuff is just like performative and Clearly, like there is like a an agenda or like mm-hmm. a side that she's trying to sort trying to of favor, especially with this like immigration reform stuff.
0: Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. And I I think it is hard too because I totally agree with you on the fact of like at that point I wanted anyone but Trump in office. But it does really suck that like politicians are really just full of empty promises and there's probably a lot there's obviously a lot that we don't see and there's a lot that goes into these policies and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes or whatever and there's probably a lot of things that I don't know I don't know how to explain it but obviously there's a lot of stuff we don't know and I want to give them the benefit of the doubt but I do wish that they were a little bit more transparent and I wish that the actual problem was being solved at the source other than making people who are possibly about to make that decision of quote-unquote illegally crossing the border feeling like they they don't have any way out like i don't think that's fair and i wish i mean that is this is something that i definitely want to look more into and like learn more about the like the actual immigration policies within the united states and those statistics because like our families got here and so we could have a good life. And I hope that other people have the opportunity to do that as well. Yeah, I feel like this whole government is just not fun. Like our government, I honestly have like no faith in them. And that really sucks because it's like, I feel like every day it's something different. And I, I agree with you that like once you get older, like you are able to like actually comprehend what's going on. And I think that's like the shittiest part because you're like, wait, has this always been an issue? And you just like never really know.
1: And especially like, you know, growing up, like crossing the border all the time, become like desensitized almost like it's, it's not a shock for us. It's like reality. This is like an everyday fucking struggle for these people, you know, Mm. that are literally like with their kids asking for money. You know what I mean? And it's like, but in a sense, like it is, you know, like it's normal, Mm -hmm. like it's normal. We're used to that. Right. And it's just. How do you see that and have, like, no... No empathy. On, right a, on a lighter note, can we talk about... <laughs>
0: yeah, let's talk about frenemies. Ugh, guys, I wonder... I mean, I wonder how many people that listen to our podcast actually listen to frenemies. Um, probably a lot because...
1: I have a lot of catching up to do because, honestly, let me see. I want <clears throat> to say the last episode that I watched... This was like an everyday, like Tuesday thing for me, and then mm-hmm. I just feel like I got busy. Was number eight? Oh my god, are you kidding? Mm-mm.
0: Oh my god, that was a really long time. I ago. saw,
1: I saw the goat yoga one actually. Let me see. Okay. Yeah, don't they I have saw, right I saw through? the one where Trisha quit. I saw the Dr. Drew one. Sorry, I didn't. I kind of watched a little bit of the steamies, not everything. No, yeah, even, like, the David Dobrik ones and stuff like that, like, I didn't really watch. Did she, did she storm out on the pregnancy announcement one?
0: Yes and no, not, she didn't really storm out. Um. So, y- I've watched all of them. The only thing is, like, sometimes when I'm watching it, it's more so, like, background noise, like, when I'm, like, working or something. Um. But Frenemies, first of all, has, like, really like helped my COVID life and like quarantine I feel like it gave me something to look forward to on Tuesdays I really enjoyed um Trisha and Ethan. oh if you don't if you guys don't know what we're even talking about um Fredemies is a podcast with Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein Ethan Klein and his wife Ila have HC Productions it's like they're they have multiple podcasts um but the one with trisha and ethan is more so like they talk a lot about like youtubers and a lot of like social um things that are going on they talk about celebrities all that stuff it's more so of their like they're like fun, like not serious podcasts. And yeah. So honestly it, it has like really helped me during quarantine. It's really helped me like have something to look forward to. And I really appreciated like Trisha and Ethan are two very different people, but they get along and I feel like they kind of like collab really well. And I don't know, I, I, they were very entertaining in my personal perspective um trisha has had like a lot of issues with um mental health that she's been very upfront about and she has had kind of what do you, what do you call it like her past is kind of um not toxic what am I trying to say she was toxic she was what-
1: she she was problematic she was toxic problematic that was yeah, the word I feel that like I was she's come about. a long way and like yeah you and I have both talked about like how it's so like it's kind of scary how much like we how really relatable relatable And then, like, even uh, my friend Andrea was like the other day, she was like, Yeah, you are like, actually, you really do remind me of her. <laughs> I
0: was, like, oh my God. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean, oh. she is really relatable. I think, like, it's just more so like she's very raw. And I think I appreciate that in people. And I think she's very upfront about her issues and things that she struggled with. And I think that's something that more people should be doing and i think ethan really appreciated her for that too because i think he he's also very honest about like his past and stuff that he's done um but it's more so from like a comedic standpoint i think so trisha brings in that like very like raw part of it but basically the the podcast is now over i guess <laughs> like i don't know i so i i watched the last episode and kind of it's kind can of
1: like, inter- can i interrupt you yeah i like looked up trisha's instagram and why is there like your comments <laughs> my bad 21 savage <laughs> are you under someone else's comments now is a bit wait
0: much. oh my god okay okay yeah look we can talk about Wait. That. how did you get that many likes okay wait i think it's just because i commented it commented on the picture like right when she posted it and i didn't no, like, realize you were the
1: I. first one huh
0: yeah no i think i was like I don't know. I don't I don't think I was the first one because I really don't think I was. But so she posts basically Trisha has been kind of like making like smaller jokes that like now that she's quit front of me, she's gonna start doing like DoorDash. And what was the other one? I think oh the (laughs) the other one was like her at um Domino's. Um because like she used to joke around about working at Domino's a lot. But so basically that that picture she had posted about working at doordash the caption says night shift let's go and i just said please come back bestie with a sad face and it has almost 2500 likes and so many people were commenting on my comment fucking arguing like just like going back and forth and so this one guy god i, I guys i'm gonna fucking read you this shit it's like it's actually kind of funny it was very entertaining for like a good two minutes I said something along some girl had comment and she was just like, she was just like, I'm so sad. Like, I I hope they figure it out. Like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, I feel like my parents are divorcing. And then this guy, (laughs) he says... Mind you, this is a four-word comment. Four yeah. fucking words. Please come back, Bestie. Like, it's not that serious. And he's like, if this is such a tragedy to you that you think your parents are divorcing, you really got to get a grip on life. She's a terrible person that attacked the entire crew after they've done literally everything for her. She wants to talk about how she has so many ideas for the show, but she'll never produce a segment herself. That's trash. And you guys need to realize that she's a drug addict that needs mental health. So I go on this guy's page because I'm like, who is he? Like, is this like a real person? And it's like a fake account, right? It's a fake account. He has one post of 21 Savage. His, what is it called? Your, like his picture, his profile picture is of 21 Savage. And he's only following 21 Savage. That's it. And so then I just reply, my bad, 21 Savage. Because I was like, what the fuck is going on? But whatever. Literally all the other comments, people were just fucking going back and forth. And then I think I like commented back to one person, to that same guy after like 20 back and forth between him and some other girl and i was like can you please fight under someone else's comment like this is getting a lot but, but yeah. i just saw, i just saw that
1: like ethan posted like a regarding trisha post- <laughs> yeah it here.
0: so that's a. Th- this has all kind of been unfolding the last couple of days And so Trisha had posted two different videos, kind of just trying to like explain herself. Like, I don't think she was trying to like make the situation worse. That's just like what Trisha does. Like she just Mm -hmm. makes videos um, on impulse. And um, so so at the time I was just like, she's kind of making sense, like, yeah. Like I can like kind of see where she's coming from. And I think her whole argument was like, it's not about the money. It's more so like having more like creative freedom within Frenemies and like being able to produce segments and being able to have the say in certain things. And a bit big thing for her was like, she feels uncomfortable that H3 and Frenemies have kind of morphed together. Like she understood that it was going to be under H3 because it just makes more sense from like a hosting perspective. Mm-hmm. Um but she was like I she told Ethan at the beginning like I want Frenemies and H3 to be separate. Like I want us to have like our own thing. And I, I mean that makes total sense to me. And, but then she was like but then you started hiring more people and you had all of H3, all the producers like come to us, like go onto Frenemies and she's like I I think in her like her way of saying it, it was more so of like there's no distinction between frenemies and H3 anymore. But, and so then Ethan came out with a video and kind of like rebuttaled everything that she said. And I was like, wow, okay, he makes a lot of sense too. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think the thing, like my whole, like, I don't know, I think my opinion on it is I think it could have been resolved in like a very private, quick conversation. Like I think Trisha- can only provide and do so much like she has a certain capacity to what she can provide <laughs> to frenemies and like what she can offer and I think that maybe wasn't talked about in the beginning when they did frenemies I think it was just more so of, like a fun idea like let's just do whatever we want and so I think Ethan didn't expect a lot out of her but then she wanted more. And then he was kind of confused because he was like, you have a lot of ideas, but you don't know, you don't want to execute them. I think, Um, Mm -hmm. which makes a lot of sense. But also like, I think Trisha should have been more vocal on like what she can and can't offer instead of just asking for certain things because it was like, if you're not going to give me X, Y, and Z, then you shouldn't have a say in A, B, and C. Like, I don't know. It's kind of... I'm just at the end of the day we're just really sad that it's ending because I think they're a really good duo and I really enjoyed watching frenemies it made my Tuesday every Tuesday for the last 40 weeks (laughs) so oh my god it's a lot I mean I have a lot of
1: catching up to do dude
0: I know okay well good I wish I would have done that and like not watched any of them that way I have like I have like catching up to do but now I'm like dude what do I do what do I do next Tuesday like I don't know i feel bad i hope that they do figure it out because i think their friendship was like very important to both of them and even even said in his video like this isn't the end of our friendship but it kind of seems that way on twitter right now with um trisha kind of tweeting up a storm but i no, don't know she
1: is i was like looking at her twitter right now trying to see like if i could see like what it
0: is yeah there's there's a lot like a lot, a lot. and then what was i gonna say ethan had said like i think he jokingly was like i don't know what to do with these four thousand 000 frenemies hoodies but like i'm dude there's so many fans i'm gonna fucking buy one i don't care even if it's just for nostalgic reasons they're they're still they're still gonna sell out there's no way that they're not
1: have they showed like what what is the like design is it black and pink
0: I think they had yeah it is black and pink I think the only thing Trisha had shown was a tumbler like a water bottle type thing just
1: half and half
0: yeah but I mean all good things come to an end right
1: uh I think this episode was like nice and short and sweet and just Mm -hmm. like an update (laughs) like just craziness but also I also not to like get work involved but I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety at work because there's this like troll lady who like keeps coming into lush um, yeah should we talk about that without a mask um recording and just like I don't know on Facebook live yeah on Facebook live like has like screenshots like from the videos of like my old manager and like because they had a plan and they're like, we're going to lock the doors on. Like, "Like, you know, we're refusing service to this lady. She's like Mm -hmm. harassing at this point. And she put like locking your doors during business hours is illegal. Locking customers inside is even more illegal, wearing a mask legal. And she did that, dude. Oh my God. And I'm like, that's dangerous, dude. Like someone's going to come to my job. and like, you know what I mean? Like know who I am because of this woman's like Facebook page. Right. Dude, this bitch, like, wanted to run for... She ran for Congress, apparently. Oh, God. She wants to be the governor of California.
0: Oh, my God. I
1: cannot. Dude, so it all started and, like... Like, she put... My daughter wants to go back to Lush tomorrow to explain to them what trespassing means. Hashtag, like, mother, like, daughter. And then, like, her mom put... And then her mom put... Grandma... Proud grandma... (laughs) (laughs) and then she's and then she put the only sad part about today is there's no way to keep my husband's father's day gift a secret because it's all over social media and like when my manager or my old manager was like closing the like trying to lock the door hold the door they were like pulling it and like this guy like yanked it open and her arm was still holding it so I think she like hurt her arm Mm -hmm. this woman
0: isn't she like trying to like recruit other like non-maskers yeah, to go so, yeah,
1: so that's what it was and so she's like using like you know fear and like numbers you know but it's like dude like really like that's your life bro imagine imagine
0: living a life like that oh like, my
1: God. I just can't even be- and like I think so my message I think this is just all I have to say <laughs> um is at the end of the day like people need to separate workers mm-hmm. from companies
0: yeah because
1: at the end of the day I'm doing what I need to do so I don't get fired. Exactly. And if my company is telling me that, hey, you need to enforce mass, then yeah. that's what I'm gonna do because I've seen people get fired for not doing that. You know what I mean? So it's just <laughs> like, why can't you realize that, dude? And
0: it's she put, a very strange she put this,
1: and then put lush zero freedom three. <laughs>
2: what
0: ew that sounds so she was like who in San
1: Diego wants to come shopping with me tomorrow Lush is siding with the store tomorrow is shop at your local Lush without a mass day spread the word I really hope the Lush employee who grabbed me by my arm to try and stop me from entering admired the smoothness of my skin from the Buffy bar I've been using oh <gasps> Less shopping trip number two will be live streamed this afternoon. I can't. It's true. There's a battle going on for the minds of the newly awakened consciousness. (laughs) Fighting over the problem won't help. Now stop it and grow something. People are ridiculous. The best way to acknowledge Pride Month is to expose the world to the true origins of HIV AIDS.
0: Are you kidding I fucking can't with people honestly it's like the entitlement for me like dude and then and so like it was kind of funny because
1: I sent you the TikTok and like a lot of people were like yelling at her and like one customer was like bitch you're not oppressed you're white and it was kind of funny I'm not gonna lie and like (laughs) Dude, like she, she, she told them, like my old coworker, she was like, "Oh, so like if someone's gay, you're just gonna refuse them service?" And it was like, "Ma'am,
0: this is Lush, <laughs> lush
1: ma'am. Lush is, lush is for the girlies, the gays, and the face okay?" <laughs> <So> skedaddle, <laughs> dude. But yeah, that's been kind of weighing heavy on me. I've been feeling a little yeah. bit anxious, dude. And like one person had commented too, like, "I would never shop at Lush. They support BLM." you're like yeah we do yeah yeah exactly (laughs) you're like okay and (laughs) Uh like and I think it's going to be a little bit harder with June 15th coming around rolling around so yeah but peace and love dude
0: (laughs) love to everyone out there shout out to his family
1: peace and love uh, to Mm. all the retail workers workers in general fast food workers service workers restaurant workers like mm. health just shout out to the workers dude to so like, the
0: workers to so the people who are actually doing their jobs and like just trying to fucking just trying to I don't know get paid yeah pay their rent take care of their kids exactly take care of their animals like you know what I mean just just trying to survive exactly I mean I don't know is there anything else that we have to say <laughs> no
1: thanks for listening and I hope <laughs> everyone taking care of themselves because you know it's been kind of rough for me so I can only imagine like how it's been for you know everyone else too so just take it easy take a yeah. break
0: here and we're in this together you know we're also um guys we opened up an internship position and we have actually had a lot of replies I think we've had almost 40 people apply for right. The internship between both our um, Google Form application and LinkedIn. And so I think I'm going to keep it open until Sunday and then maybe start doing like small interviews with people next week. But if you are either a senior in high school, I would say, or a college student, I think that those are the two best like it's that, yeah, you know yeah, the yeah. best fit for this um but we we might even have multiple interns like we don't even know yet so right. it just depends on how many people are a good fit but we definitely what we're looking for is someone to handle our social media creating content keeping up with engagement and that would be for our instagram and our tiktok and then for um I think maybe I think probably we'll have two interns because then I'm kind of leaning more towards someone doing research and outreach, kind of handling like um, research for top for future topics, research on guests, um, more so of like a political background. So if you are interested or if you know someone who's interested, a college student who needs um, credit for an internship, please let us know. We are happy to interview them. And yeah, you can find it in our link tree in our bio on Instagram for the google form and it'll be under resources or if i mean i don't know if i want to encourage people to find me on linkedin but if you want to i guess um, the positions yeah. open on there too so yeah thank you so much for listening everyone and yeah stay safe continue to wear your masks where places require you to and thank you so much and we'll see you in two weeks happy pride month bye, bye. ciao for now